Hello, my name is Karen Hughes and I'm the Domestic Violence Clinical Services Coordinator at the Life Crisis Center and I want to welcome you to Life Crisis Today. With me today is Michelle Gorlitsky. She's the Outreach Coordinator for the Life Crisis Center and we're going to be talking about Love Shouldn't Hurt. Hi Michelle. Good morning. Welcome. Oh, relationships. This is a really tough times right now that we're going through um, in our society. And I also know relationships are beginning, the tension is bad, and relationships are, are struggling in some, in some places. Um, so why don't we talk about what is a caring relationship? How would you define that? I think an easy way to think about that is using an acronym, RELATE. Um, respect, equality in the relationship, um, listening, being aware of each other and what each other's needs are as a significant other mm -hmm. couple, um, trusting each other and just using empathy. Mm. Wow, that's a lot. Um, so when somebody is in a relationship or beginning to get into a relationship and they're dating, um, all right, how I define dating in my day was probably very different than what's going on now. How do, you, how do people define dating today? Well, I think your point is positive because I do think that it's different for different people. I think dating can be on a spectrum for certain people. Um, I think it depends on their generation, their age, um, their upbringing, their family belief systems. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just important to be aware that dating means different things to different people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we all are individuals, so is people you know, their definition of dating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, I think that commonly it's when two people share common interest together and are hoping that that relationship will grow maybe mm -hmm. intimately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I also think as people go, and they use the word love, you know, and oh my gosh, that can mean, so many, like you just said, with dating, it can mean so many different things right. um, as to how people define it. And I right. know that you and I have done outreach um, and we've put up um, posters where we say love is and then people put stickies up and then they, we have another poster they'll say love is not. So why don't we look at what is love? Okay, well with that exercise actually in outreach we've seen, like I said earlier, a spectrum of answers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, especially with the teenagers, you know, we get a lot of colorful, fun answers, mm -hmm. um, but also very genuine mm -hmm. reality of today answers. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it would be kind of neat to, um, once the COVID thing runs its you know, course, that we ask those questions again mm -hmm. after all the online um, access people have had, especially mm -hmm. teens. But I think love is, you know, mostly unconditional, respectful um, communication mm -hmm. between people. Um, and like I said earlier, awareness. Right. Can you go back to that word relate and, and all mm -hmm. the acronyms you, you used for that? Right. Yeah. So, okay, that is love. So what love is not? Well, I mean, I think that for we think that a lot of people, it's common sense what love is not, but sometimes it gets to be a gray area, mm -hmm. um, especially with, like you said, um, the stress that's coming across the country and the nation and the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the definition of not loving is something that is conditional, mm -hmm. um, where a person is being controlling. Mm -hmm. There may be some harmful behaviors mm -hmm. 
Um, it could be physical, emotional. Um, mm -hmm. Those are examples of yeah. not love. Right, right. Um, and then it can also lead to abuse. And I know the Life Crisis Center um, works with people who have been abused. Um, what is abuse? And I mean, I think what you just said with what love is not, it also leads into what is abuse. Well, um, what we see, unfortunately, daily um, through helping and healing victims and survivors, um, they share with us what that is. Mm -hmm. And it's physical, it's emotional, it's mental, sexual, mm -hmm. um, financial, um, you know, examples that we've heard, real life examples are hitting, choking, use of weapons, um, things that some people can't even imagine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, isolating mm -hmm. from friends and family, mm -hmm. um, making a person feel like they question themselves, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those sort of things. Yeah. It's also about that power and control that yes. one partner has or exerts power and control over the other partner. Right. Yeah. So when we look at um, dating and not abuse and not, you know, not the not love, the what is love, what are safe dates or okay. safe dating? Um, I feel like safe dating is the opposite of dating abuse you know it's being mindful it's um being a mutual um partner in a relationship having respect for each other um, i think a big key though is making sure that um, communication is open because mm -hmm. you know some people they might see some red flags and not really know if what they're seeing is what they're seeing yeah. so Safe dating is about communication and expressing yourself and being okay with doing that and the other person being okay with that right. as well. So even if, if they're in disagreement, they, there's still a level of respect, like you said, respect right. um, in the relationship. Putting it and, into words. And, yeah. Right. And listening to each other. Going right. back to that relate. I, it really does come back to that word relate. Right. Um, that they can relate with each other. Um, so with social media, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. There can be so many things with social media. It's good. It connects people, right. especially in this day and age. That's, we're definitely using it to connect. It's um, necessary It's today. definitely necessary. Um, but I can also see it being a good thing in, in the dating world and also um, not so good thing. Um, how has that changed or how does it influence the dating scene? Well, um, We've done actually a show on internet safety in the past, and it kind of ties into this because I feel like with social media and internet in general, people's views get skewed mm -hmm. um, from reality. And so I think, you know, what I mean by that is that they start to feed into the likes and all the texting and all the messages. And if you get more, you're liked more and that whole perception mm -hmm kind of skews things and makes things gray mm -hmm. um, and not as clear as they should be where what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like social media affects love and dating in that way mm -hmm. because you want to be careful and make sure you have clarity on what your needs are and what your wants are and what you don't want right. with what you're receiving from yeah. social media and what you're seeing and what you're exposed to. Because Except for like um, video conferencing or video um, chatting, um, you really don't get tone. No. 
Um, and you can read a whole bunch of things in there that are there or not there. Right. And that can lead to some issues within the relationship. Well, and it's easy for people on the internet to be someone they're not. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to be mindful of that as well. Yeah. And ask questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it can also lead to stalking issues. Um, I, I, cyber stalking as well as in-person stalking. You know, it used to be just in-person stalking, you know, like somebody following me type of thing. Mm -hmm. But now um, the cyber stalking, and you can do it like very under the, you know, radar. Right. Um, and yeah, that can affect the dating as well. Oh, sure. I think that, you know, people have to have a clear definition of when does it become stalking, mm -hmm. you know, and usually you should trust your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel like something is a little much or over excessive, you're probably right. And you should look into that and, you know, ask yourself, what should I do about this? Yeah. Is this person over the top? Are they stalking me? Are they mm -hmm. pressing the boundaries? Mm -hmm. And am I okay with it or not? Yeah. I know I get a lot of clients who ask me, well, why do they just do that? Why do they abuse? Why, do, why, you know, um, they're trying to make sense of the abuse, but what are some reasons that you know of that are why people do abuse? Well, you mentioned it earlier. Um, one big factor is control. For whatever reason, that abuser or perpetrator or person that is angry um, has a need mm. for that strength and control mm -hmm. and that level of control mm -hmm. to the point where it's obviously inappropriate. Mm -hmm. I think that it also has to do with um, possibly some unresolved trauma mm -hmm. in that person's life mm -hmm. um, that maybe they didn't think was trauma, but they're acting out and their behaviors show that it's trauma. Right. It's something that they didn't get to have resolved. Yeah. And so um, I think those are a couple things that um, cause abuse, but I also think that, you know, jealousy ties in for some people mm -hmm. because of their insecurities. Mm -hmm. And then abuse can also happen as an effect of that or a result of that. Right. Now, I know that clients also will talk to me like, oh, it's just their anger. If they could just control their anger. Mm, anger is one piece of it. It's about the power and control. But anger does play into it, you right. know. So how can people... Um, deal with their anger so it doesn't lead to the abuse? Well, in some situations, I think it's good to point out that the behavior as a result of anger is not okay. Mm -hmm. um, if they are not able to, or they choose not to control their anger, um, they need to be aware from other people how their behavior affects mm -hmm. those around them. Mm -hmm. um, so just pointing it out, using examples, um, asking questions about what you see so that that person kind of gets a bigger picture mm -hmm. um, that's not an emotional right. reaction right then. Right. If you ask them questions and they can see the bigger picture of mm -hmm. what their anger is doing and what it can potentially do right. and what some of the consequences could be, right. sharing those consequences, yeah. I think that's a way to deal with anger. Yeah. Um, I like that you said choices and consequences, because that's what it's about, is people make choices, and then there are consequences for their choices. Right. Um, so if they do start to act out on their anger, rather than um, being angry but not acting on it, right. um, that can help as well. And choosing other ways as healthy outlets. Yeah. You, know. you also mentioned communication, and I think that that can be key. Exactly. Um, Equal power or equal 
access to being able to communicate. Um, any words for that? Um, just remaining calm. Mm. You know, equality can be a result of calmness, mm. sitting still, as mm. some would say. Mm -hmm. um, asking questions, you know, like I said earlier, just getting the brain thinking about mm. the bigger picture of right. what's actually happening or could happen or what those consequences could be um, if there was not equal power. Yeah. Finding out um, each other's feelings mm -hmm. because usually, you know, anger can build up if someone's misunderstood. Right. Um, exchanging ideas for how to resolve whatever's causing mm -hmm. the anger, finding a solution mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. equality. Yeah. So um, being able to communicate what your needs are, what your questions are, but also listening to the other person. Yeah, on both ends. On both ends, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if a person is dating and feels like, oh my gosh, this isn't a good, safe date, mm -hmm. or if somebody's worried about a friend or a family member, is there, how can they get help? What should they do? How can they help it, the person? Well, I think friends can um, believe friends. You know, um, I think one of the most important things for any of our survivors that have shared with us is, you know, that they were believed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they finally had the bravery to share right. um, what happened in their relationship or whatever their situation was. Um, helping the person create some sort of safety plan that they're comfortable with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because one person may not be comfortable with the safety plan thought at all. One mm -hmm. person might be ready for a lengthy safety plan, right, right. Um, making sure that the person knows they do not deserve abuse. Nobody deserves abuse, regardless of how much anger there is, mm -hmm. whatever the scenario is. Mm -hmm. And just, um, like I said a couple times already, asking questions to kind of help that person process okay. what's been happening. And resources. What resources are, are there for if people really want to reach out? Well, I have a list, so I'm going to read some. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, National Teen Dating Abuse Helpline uh -huh. is one that we use, um, which is 1-866-331-9474. Um, there's RAIN, which is R-A-I-N-N, mm -hmm. which stands for Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network. That's a huge one, huge mm -hmm. resource. 1-800-656-HOPE mm -hmm. um, or 4673. And then there's a few websites that people can use, especially youth. Um, all www.breakthecycle.org, thesafespace.org, mm -hmm. and uh, that's not cool.com. Uh, cool <laughs> and then uh, safeyouth.org is another one okay. for the youth or Great. teenage. Great. Well, wow, Michelle, you've given us a lot of information today. And, and I know the Life Crisis Center is there for, for people as well. And, uh, yes. Um, so I want to thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the important information that we discussed. And there are resources for you. If you do need to reach out, the Life Crisis Center is there to help you. Um, our website is www.lifecrisiscenter.org. We also are on Facebook, we're on Instagram. We have a hotline. Our hotline number is 410-749-HELP. Again, that number is 410-749-4357. And if you don't want to talk to somebody and want to chat to somebody, we do text to chat. And that number is 898-211. You do have to put in your zip code. Um, please don't do this alone. Make sure if you need help that you can reach out because a Life Crisis Center is there for you.
I also want to thank Pac-14 for helping us provide this show today. And thank you for coming.